to the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. Hello, Laura. How are you this week? I am good. How are you, Roz? I'm sleepy. <laughs> oh no. You got all the things happening. Yeah, and the little girls that like to wake me up, but never mind. Let's carry on. So today, everybody, we're going to be chatting about art prizes, what they are. I think everyone knows what they are. Why to enter, the benefits, the pros, the cons, the hows, the whys, all of that magic. You excited? Yeah, that's great. I'm really looking forward to this episode because it's been something that's been on my mind for a little while and it's an opportunity that I've actually never explored for myself. So yeah, it would be really interesting for you to unpack all about art prizes why people want to consider applying for opportunities like that and what's involved as well. Yeah, it's an interesting one because this year has been quite a big year for me on the art front. I've got my art now in three galleries and that all has just sort of kapoofed, you know, like for want of a better word. (laughs) (laughs) And I was reflecting on that. I can't remember who I was in conversation with, but I was reflecting on that and thinking, you know, how did that happen, basically? And backtracking, it all came back to my entry in the Art to Art Unearthed Art Prize, which was early in 2022 this year, the year of recording this episode. And I was a finalist. So I was not the single winner. I was one of, I think, 20 finalists, something like that. And from that, other opportunities came, you know, because it strengthened my CV It also increased my confidence. It improved my network and my community as well. So there's a lot of benefits to, I mean, simply entering a prize because you're in that, there's a benefits to that, which we can explore, but also even becoming just a finalist, one of multiple finalists. It's helpful in terms of your progress, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any sort of opportunity in your art business, it is like a chance for you to learn and grow and sort of dig in and reflect and look at who you are as an artist, like what you're trying to communicate in the world and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, as you're sort of implying or moving towards, I think in what you're saying is all those other benefits as well. So, you know, it gives you something to work towards. It gives you something to share on social media. It gives you structure to your day and your plan within your art business. It gives you community, people you can talk to who are also entering the prize or working towards the prize. It just, it offers a lot more benefits than just winning, you know, there's more to it than that. And yeah, that's another topic as well. The whole mindset around winning or losing, because that's a big one for a lot of people. I mean, yeah, I imagine that people would feel a sense of rejection if they're not successful in their applications. Yeah. Well, I entered the Art to Art Prize, Unearthed Art Prize the previous year and I didn't get through. And I remember being really, really disappointed. It's such a funny concept. I came across this idea the other day, can't remember again who mentioned it or where I read it, but that you have lost every single prize that you don't enter. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) I might point listeners back to a previous episode because you did an interview with Philippa from Art to Art and she actually imparted some really good wisdom in terms of 
artists that are building a body of work and crafting their unique style and things like that. And, you know, she sort of unpacks how she goes through that selection process. And it might not even be about your work, but it could be the mix of participants for that particular year. Yeah, I think listening back to that would be really good for other artists. Yeah, and I think we all do that. I mean, I do it all the time. I always think it's me. Like, what's wrong with me? What have I done wrong? Where have I, you know, not delivered well enough? Is my arts not good enough? Whatever it is, you know, I think we all do that. And sometimes we sort of forget there's actually other things going on. You know, it's not all about us. It might be, as you're saying, about the context. So all the artworks that are going to come through as finalists and wanting to have a range there, for example, or whatever it is. But on that, actually, when our listeners are researching prizes to enter, there's a few things to look for in choosing art prizes, which ones to enter, because you can't enter everyone. Um, you, want, you want to sort of, you know, minimise a little bit there. Have you looked at entering prizes at all where you are? You know what? I actually forgot. I did apply for Art to Art one year. Ah, I forgot ah. about that. I did. And I didn't get through. But you know what? It was very last minute and I don't think I was very intentional about my application and I feel like I wasn't organized enough. So if this is something that you are wanting to explore, maybe you're thinking about it as a goal for the new year or something that you want to like place your focus on doing, I'd say to do like a lot of research and find out a lot of information about previous successful applicants, like the sort of mix of people that are represented by that gallery or like the, you know, the prize or wherever you're applying for, try and get as much information about it. And then also like reflect upon your practice and like who you are as an artist and like what information are you going to put forward to the application as well. Yeah, that sounds aligned with what with my approach and what I tend to recommend as well. So I'm actually just about to, I keep on saying this, I think I've been saying this for maybe six weeks now, I'm about to sit down and carve out about an hour with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and my laptop and look at all the art prizes that I've been interested in and then minimize it down to four that I will enter over the next year. I find four just sits quite well with me. Another approach to that is to also set a budget. So maybe have $200 a year to enter into art prizes and that's it. That's where you cap your entry prices, entry fees at. And then to research those art prizes really well. So look at who the judges are, which competitions or prizes they've juried, is that the right word, before, and then who the winners were in the last couple of years as well. But as you're saying, it's really, really important not to go down that rabbit hole of then creating art that those judges will like, for example, or art like the previous winners. What you're trying to match is your art and then you're trying to find the right prizes for your art as it is. So don't go changing your art, your style, your aesthetic, what you're going for. Just find the prizes that match what you're already doing. So yeah, I think there's a lot of value in that. And if you're listening, just send me a DM and make sure I do that. <laughs> <laughs> you need some accountability. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do it. You're always like hitting all your goals. Hi guys, it's Roz here. I'm just interrupting this episode to let you know about my Art for the Heart membership, a beautiful community for gorgeous creatives of all abilities. 
Art for the Heart is designed to reconnect you with yourself through art. It will have you developing your skills, confidence and self-belief too. If you haven't picked up a paintbrush since school, or perhaps you have painted more recently and would like to upskill and connect with other creatives, Art for the Heart is for you. Head on over to www.permissiontopaint.co-afh to find out more. Yeah, it can be so tempting for new artists, aspiring artists, people that are just finding their stride to sort of like look at those people that have that commercial appeal or have been successful and, you know, sort of craft their work around a particular style or sort of change the way that they create work. So yeah, I think that part of like coming back to yourself and like knowing who you are as an artist and having that sense is really important. And, you know, we were talking about the accompanying things that you are required to do as part of applying for art prizes. So did you want to unpack all of that and what you needed to do in the whole process? Yeah, definitely. So the best way to apply for these things is via the proper method. (laughs) So head to the, you know, whichever the art prize website or whatever it is and submit your application properly, the correct way. Usually you need an artist statement, an artist CV, high quality images of your artwork. You're going to need, usually often you need a title as well for your artworks. And that tends to be it. They don't usually ask for a whole lot more info. What was I going to say? My brain's just gone crazy. There was one extra thing. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, if when you enter an art prize, they ask for a range of artworks, it is good for those artworks to have the same feel because what it shows them is that you have, I really, you know, I'm a little bit allergic to the finding your style concept, but it shows that you have a clear visual language and confidence with your way of making art. So yeah, you keep them the same because they are similar so that your story comes across really strongly. Yeah. Like that's a good way to put it. Yeah. They're wanting to know that you have a identity or some sort of recognizable elements as as an artist? I think so. Because, you know, if you enter, if you have one thing that's a watercolour and then one that's watercolour and pale and gentle and pastels, and then you have something that's high colour, thick, impasto, you know, it presents a quite a confused message. So I think that's, that's key. Yeah. Yeah. And from like a selling and like a gallery point of view, they're going to be thinking in the back of their mind, well, how am I going to like promote this artist and get behind this artist? And like, you know, like thinking about like a collector base and all of that, like, you know, thinking about their customers, like, well, this customer has bought art from this, this and this artwork. Could I introduce like this new artist into the space? And like, would it complement, you know, the art that is selling off their walls too. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, yeah, presenting that, I don't know, presenting with strength, I suppose, as well and clarity. So yeah, so artist statements and artist CVs, you know a little bit about these, don't you? I've, I mean, I've, I've done mine, but I'm always questioning whether it's good enough, you know. I'm an improvement sort of a human, you see. <laughs> yeah, but is it, isn't that all artists question themselves in that way? My artist statement has evolved and changed over the years, just as my work has evolved and and changed. And I mean, it's really good to keep in mind that it, you know, it's simply an introduction of like how viewers can engage with your work and like understand your work on a deeper level. So people may not 
know who you are as an artist and they just might see your painting on the wall and then the statement will give more context to the piece that you've created. And it's okay if your statement evolves over time because as artists, we change and grow all the time. So I feel like it's an evolving document depending on each opportunity that you're applying for and each different artwork that you're submitting. So like, you know, artist statements can be used for like exhibitions and things like that. So that artist statement might be different to an artist statement that you submit for an art prize because your work is different or you've changed or the focus or the message is different. So yeah, I think different contexts, it is sort of a different document, but there are certain you know, sort of formulas or sort of things that you should cover in a statement. And I think we're going to do another podcast episode where we unpack that a little bit further. But it is like, I feel like artists writing about their work can be a real block. And it can feel a little bit, am I allowed to say rude words? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It can feel a little bit wanky. Yeah. (laughs) and, And it's, I think that's probably a big part of the hurdles there because you're trying to think, you're trying to be you, but you're trying to fit into the art world. So it's like, how do you play that game? Yeah, no, what I suggest really on that whole art wank thing, I actually encourage people to use really accessible language and none of the like really out there art terms that art critics use to like describe art I feel like you need to sort of like think about the reader and they might not have art education background, so they won't understand. And I think it's nice to keep it in like a very approachable way, like, yeah, wording it in very approachable terms. This is where it comes, like it becomes quite introspective or whatever the word is, and it's around confidence in being you, you know, like being confident yeah in how you are and how you want to fit into the art world rather than trying to change yourself to fit in which is definitely a bit it's a huge actually just that in itself you know is a huge part of the art journey sharing your art with the world is the same thing like this is my art this is how I make art here you go do you like it <laughs> you know like yeah that's hard. yeah So when you were going through the selection process of the actual artworks that you were choosing to submit to your prize, how did you do that? Did you run that by anyone or get like sort of input or did you just choose it on instinct or you chose it on instinct? Yeah, I just chose it on instinct because that's just, I don't know. It's basically art that I had made that I really liked and I thought that it could go somewhere and that was it really. (laughs) And I thought I'll just enter this and I'll see what happens. I think that's the thing is a lot of people put a lot of pressure, like they overthink their artworks, they overthink their applications and they're like, I'm going to do my very best everything and then I'm going to get through and then da 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 And the pressure is just so high that if you're going to, if you get a no, it's very, very sad because you've just put absolutely everything into it. So I think perhaps that's another, you know, case for having multiple prizes that you plan to enter over the year, no matter what, no matter if you get, you know, become a finalist or the winner of one early in the year. It's just playing that long game, which we've been talking a lot about lately. It's the long game. There's no serious pressure on anyone, anything. It's just, I'm an artist. I enter prizes. Yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking that because if you're applying for multiple, then that many chances, isn't it? 
So it's like, you know, like buying a lotto ticket every now and again, as opposed to every week. I don't know. Maybe that's not a good comparison because uh, what are the chances of the lottery? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> really, in reality. Well, I mean, it's it's almost like that if you do no research whatsoever into your art prizes at all. Yeah, exactly. And you just literally go that one because it's on the right date <laughs> or something. So yeah, you do want to make sure that you do that research and you your work fits into the criteria and it is sort of a match to the work that you are creating. But then also it's not the only opportunity. So like making sure that mentally preparing yourself for that potential rejection and sort of covering those bases. So if you know that you are applying for multiple, then you are putting your best forward. And it's not the last opportunity that you are going to get in your art career. And sometimes it can like feel like very, it can feel like a huge rejection when your art isn't accepted because your art is a part of yourself and you are exposing your work to an audience that potentially like, you know, could further your career. It can feel very disappointing when it doesn't work in your favor. But I think if you want to take a measured approach, it might be worth finding out some information, like say that you did get the rejection, finding out information from the judges of why your work wasn't accepted. And that might help you to grow. And then potentially like the next year or two years later, an opportunity will come around again and you would have evolved and grown. And, you know, you might be luckier in your chances and the opportunities that you get. Yeah, definitely. As you were talking as well, it reminded me of it's like job applications, regular job applications, you know, and there's a lot of pressure on it and you reveal yourself in all your talking during these interviews. You have all your hopes on that, but, you know, we get those rejections and we have future opportunities. They come up afterwards. So, you know, it's the long game piece, I think. And I feel like if things don't work out, like I take it as a lesson sometimes, like what is this pointing me towards? Sometimes like maybe art prizes might not be the perfect mix for your art career and some other opportunities like doing big murals or doing like collaborations with other local artists. There's so many opportunities available to artists that we can sort of reach for. But yeah, sometimes I sort of think, oh, maybe I don't need to like put all my energy into this. Like maybe that was just like a fork in the road and maybe I just need to like shift directions. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So, I mean, it's good practice, right? So you enter one art prize and you don't get through, you're like, okay, well, at least like it forced me to get my artist statement into gear so that I can apply for another one in the future. But also, like you're saying, it does, sometimes it makes you question, like in a good way, sorry, it makes you question in a positive way whether that is the direction for you. And I think that's really positive. There are a lot of yeah avenues to go in. The benefit of art prizes, and I will never push anyone towards an art prize if it doesn't align with their goals, but one of the benefits of an art prize is to actually flesh out your CV. So there's more on your artist CV and that will sort of strengthen that for future opportunities where you might submit your CV, say even in grants like you were talking about. Oh, did we talk about that? We talked about that off camera. Yeah, we did talk about it off camera, but yeah, we were talking about artists. Uh, statements and CVs in relation to the different things that we'd apply for. So 
grants is one of them. Art prizes is another. Doing a solo exhibition is another. So we need these documents and we need to create, you know, opportunities for ourselves. And a part of the section of the artist CV is art prizes. So it can look really good on paper if you have been successful in receiving an art prize. Yeah. And I do think in ways that even that in itself is a good reason to apply. And then you just, you set yourself the budget. Like I was saying, $200 a year, whatever it is. And you just, you make your plan, you apply for four throughout the year. And I mean, it's almost, sometimes it's just a waiting game. So you just wait two years and then eventually you'll win something. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like if you can relieve that, if you're controlling it. So you're controlling the budget. You're controlling which ones you're going to enter. You've researched. So you you know you're in with the best shot possible. And then you just sort of you hang tight and wait for the universe to deliver in a way. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I'm excited to see how you go with the process next time. Yeah. Can you make sure I do that? <laughs> <laughs> All the talk, none of the time, none of the time. I don't know if I have any other questions. Do you feel like there is any additional sort of advice? I feel like that's a good summary. I did want to point people towards a download that I've created, um, which is a guide for entering art prizes, just with a five-step process and a couple of hints and tips along the way as well. So we'll pop that link down below wherever you're listening or watching or ESPing. And that guides through your website too. So that'll be the link to that. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That'll be super helpful for people to look at that. I hope so. And so if you are listening to our episode today, which you obviously are because you're still here and you're listening to my words, that's just hurting my head now, Laura. Um, Make sure that you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or leave us a five stars in Spotify as well. Anything less than five, bad karma, bad juju, don't do it. Just saying. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. How are you finding the podcast and the episodes, the mix of interviews with artists, as well as the lovely, arty, fun chats between me and Roz. If you have any challenges, questions, things that are coming up for you on your art journey, we'd love to hear from you. So we're in Instagram, send us a DM, let us know what topics you're enjoying, what topics you would like to hear from us. Yeah, we'd love your feedback. So that would be appreciated so much. Yay. Chat to you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.